Hello, everyone. Make sure to check out our live show tonight, Friday, October 23rd at 7 p.m. It will be streaming live at littlefieldnyc.com. That's littlefieldnyc.com. It's in the show notes. Uh, we're going to have some special guests, Abby Martin, uh, Ryan Kalik, Brad Sutton, all your favorite people from Struggle Session. And we're doing it with our good friend, Katie Halpert. It's Struggle Session X the Katie Halpert Show Part 3 tonight, 7 p.m. Streaming, $10 donation suggested, but you can watch it for free as well. It's for some good causes, helping uh, keep a little field open, as well as benefiting a charity. So please check it out. struggle session i'm leslie the third i'm jack allison 1.75 billion dollars that's right i want you to think about that think about that 1.75 billion dollars yeah if someone went came up to you and said here's 1.75 billion dollars what could you do to to do whatever you want with it what would you do it me yeah jack yeah what what would you do is somebody just hand you i would have to do the right thing and you know cure world hunger or something like that you know i don't know personally me i what i would do with 1.75 billion dollars is I would just buy the presidency of the United States because <laughs> I would just buy the presidency of the United States for Nina Turner. Probably yeah. I would literally I would call up all the big donors. I would say I have one point seven five billion dollars that I'm willing we're gonna to spend do it. on Nina Turner. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Are and all of them would. Say I'm not willing to spend that much. Um, why don't I start writing you checks? Yeah. So then they would start giving me money. Yeah. To spend to buy the presidency. Yeah. And then with the other point seven five billion dollars, I don't know. Forever. I think I'd buy a few islands. Probably. <laughs> I really because it only costs a billion dollars you know, to buy the, the presidency. I, I understand that there's a a private island in Little St. James that might be on the market pretty soon. I, I, I could get that. You could get that for a song <laughs> right now. So I, I oh, don't yeah, even know what, what I would do with all the money after yeah. I had, you know, saved the world by buying the presidency. Yeah. What if there was a catch? Someone gave you $1.75 billion American, mm-hmm. but they said you had to spend it creating some sort of media platform or service yeah and you gotta give us the money back in a reasonable amount of time not even actually to be honest with you leslie not a not a reasonable amount of time you just have to like 
not have the money disappear immediately. That's more what it is. It's like we're we're adding a little bit of difficulty in the, in the hypothetical. Okay, in the sure. hypothetical, I have Let's, to make some money back a little in a little bit. In the same world, somebody's not going to give you one point seven five billion dollars and just let you uh, fuck off with. If it. I really Generally was trying speaking. to make the money back on a one point seven five billion dollar investment in entertainment. Um, I would simply have to give it all to Vin Diesel to go all the way with a Fast and Furious. Yeah, I mean that would get you. That would earn you the two billion. If you made a one point seven five billion dollar Fast and Furious movie, that's gonna make two billion at the box office. Easy, no question about it. So if I if I was really like you know have if I was under a fiduciary duty and signed a contract and I had to like actually make a return. Well, frankly, to be honest with you, Leslie, if I really wanted to make a return on the investment, you just have to give it to James Cameron to do whatever he wants. <laughs> you truly do. If you want to make your $1.75 billion back, what, what the person we're going to talk about sh- should have done, the principles we're about to talk about should have done, uh, is get in touch with Cameron and be like, can we just invest in Avatar? Can we give you $2 billion for the Avatars? Jack, you know what I would do? What? I would just straight up buy the Church of Scientology. <laughs> the search, the Church of Scientology yeah. is literally worth $1.75 billion. You can reform it. You can reform You could buy it. Yeah. You get Tom Cruise. You get John Travolta. <laughs> Kirstie Alley. The Mission Impossible movies alone. Yeah. yeah. Alone are going to keep you afloat. That's true. And you could reform it. It doesn't, like, I think we need more women in the Sea Org. That's what I think. I think we need more women leading the Sea Org, and maybe this kind of shit wouldn't happen anymore. You know, maybe that has some ethical dilemma. So what I would actually do is I would just buy the rights to X-Men. Okay, sure. I would just buy the rights to X Men, or maybe like a third of that. You could maybe get that from from Disney at this point, but truly, you could probably buy like all of the DC characters. Yeah, you could buy DC. (laughs) You You could buy buy Batman. Like AT and T would probably be like, "Mm, okay, we'll go. Let's do it. (laughs) What did they just buy Warner for? Oh, what did they buy Warner for? Warner purchase. I want to see what the actual purchase price was. How much did AT and T? Eighty five billion dollars. Eighty five billion. Okay. Oof, okay. Maybe you could. Oof. Maybe you. You could definitely get like Nightwing, though, right? You could maybe get, Night, get them to peel make, off Nightwing. Get the license to Nightwing. You get like all while. the characters, but Batman, and then maybe like the Penguin or something. I, you know you what? I'm buying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Uh, you know what? If I have one point seven five billion, frankly. Leslie, if I'm really thinking in just return on your investment mode, the only thing you can do is give it to James Cameron. That is truly, I'm sorry to say it, yeah. but like if you're thinking purely on return for your investment, yeah. there's actually no better way to get return on your investment in the entire world than to hand a dollar to James Cameron and have him agree. And then and then you figure out what to do with the other one point five five billion dollars, right? Because sure, sure, like, sure. he doesn't he doesn't even need that much. But yeah. today we're mentioning that number $1.75 billion mm-hmm. because that was the amount of money raised, not necessarily spent, but raised um, for Quibi. I, I should, I should briefly say here at the start of this episode, cause this is going to be an episode about the aforementioned, the streaming service that Leslie said the name of. Um, and I should say that uh, uh, as, as, as part of um, 
a company that I'm a part of. Uh, uh, we made a parody website um, that did of of the streaming service that we're talking about. That did end up with us getting contacted by the lawyers for this company, um, and you know, an agreement. We reached an agreement basically with this company that uh, they wouldn't sue us for using their trademark. Um, but that the signees would no longer be allowed to say the name of that trademark or use the marks in public anymore. So I am no joke. I sign papers legally barred from and I, you know, I hope that if I slip up, they will not sue me or something like that. Leslie, please bleep me if they do. Yeah, if I do. Um, but yeah, I am legally barred or, or basically I could expose myself to a lawsuit. Yeah, uh, if if the company wanted to sue me for saying their name or using their marks, Jack. And by the way, it's not only us. It's not only us. There was another podcast about this company that was like actually doing a fan podcast, and they got a cease and desist. Really? The, yeah. This oh, is like brilliant. part of the like part of the one point seven five billion was spent on like extremely aggressive litigious lawyers. Like they had a huge legal fleet. You know, just like probably very highly paid out there. And then what the fuck are they supposed to do with their time? Like other than find people using their marks and like litigate. Yeah, they had to justify uh, their billable hours. Why why are they so many? Why is this fleet of lawyers coming in every day except to you know threaten (laughs) to sue me for basically advertising their shitty fucking product? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for promoting it. You know, in the end, it's like uh, no one was talking about your stupid fucking service. You know what I mean? Like nobody. You know, like, you could really make the argument that, like, people making fun of this company, like, was the only thing that, like, it's what made this company. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing to this company other than kind of, like, you know, making fun a little bit, to be honest with you. But we have to, we should actually get into it. We have to actually get into the whole. That was just my little disclaimer about why I won't be saying the name of the company. Quibi. Um, We did a show on them before. We've been talking about them for a while. Jack's been on the beat for a while. Quibi, Quick Bites, short for Uh Quick Bites, $1.75 billion is shutting down. To be fair, to to be fair. By the way, and shutting down, we should say, after just six months in operation, did not even make it like through the end of the year. And and this is the thing that actually is shocking to me. I think – you know, and this is what Meg Whitman and Jeffrey Katzenberg are kind of saying in interviews, too, is they're like, we were not in a position to get another round of funding. So so here's what you know, they're kind of all making the excuse that it's the coronavirus. It's covid that killed this thing. There's a hilarious quote in one of these articles. I think the deadline interview or no, there it was their fair their um like open letter saying goodbye. They're like, you know, it was some combination of like this was a bad idea and coronavirus, but we'll never know what what you know which was more important or whatever. So yeah. they're all gonna say that COVID did this, you know, uh, um but uh uh this was like going to be a failure from the very beginning. This there was no way this was gonna work. The premise behind Quibi is that they would make all these original shows that and they, but they would chop them up into seven minute bites because that's the amount of time that Jeffrey Kanzenberg yeah. has to watch TV in a day. Like right, thirty. And he thinks minutes. you're a loser if you don't if you have yeah. more time than that. Yeah, he literally says this. There's <laughs> a great clip from like 2018 when they were like doing the circuit. By the way. This is from a clip like when they were still like getting rounds of investment. So investors saw this and thought this was like great. But like, yeah, he's saying like, who has time to watch an hour of TV every day? Like, I'll tell you who the underemployed. I'm like, 
Dude, do you, do you ever know what the do you have you ever heard of binge watching? That's when people watch TV shows for like eight hours a day. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. that's like a normal thing in modern America. Yeah, binge watching <laughs> the thing that has literally propelled streaming services yeah. to to like where they are. Literally as the a like, platform. The thing that Netflix wants is like more hours watched. They want you like watching all day, every day. Yeah, uh, they like like that's exactly their business model. Well, so listen, let's talk about we should talk about why uh, this certain streaming service wanted to launch this way why yes. they wanted to be mobile only why they wanted to be in these seven minute chunks yes it's mobile only yeah on seven minute chunks you and cannot cast it can't watch it on your tv nothing right. only on your phone and they tried to pitch this as something that people wanted. They tried to pitch this as like, this is for the in-between moments. And Leslie, you say, and I think you're right, actually, that it's like only Jeffrey Katzenberg is the one that has only seven minutes between, you know, shit that he's doing all day. But I think the bigger thing with this company is that they were trying to like, the reason why they wanted to be mobile only, the reason why they wanted to be seven minutes was because they could sell more ads on mobile phones and mobile phones. Uh, uh, like when you get an ad on your mobile phone, they're able to get like tracking data from you. So those ad rates are like 10 times the amount of ad rates that you get for streaming video on the Internet. Like that's the simple reason why is they wanted to serve you more ads and you make a lot more from ads when they're served to you on a mobile phone. So they were trying to like they were trying they basically. Basically, you know, like they basically scammed, grifted investors by saying like, this is what young people want. And it's like, <laughs> nobody wanted this. This is just like what's more preferable for you as like an executive. It's, it's so bizarre because what the thing people want to watch on the go is Avengers, right? They want to watch the things that they already like and have it convenient on their phone. They don't want something new made for the limitations. I, uh, I also think, Jeff, what they were trying to pitch, at least in 2018, and it all shifted, but what they were trying to pitch was replacing basically the time you use to scroll Twitter or look at cat videos, which, by the way, you know, talking about cat videos is such a, like... You know, that's first, first of all, like who nobody even watches fucking cat videos all day anymore. Like that's such a 2010 <laughs> Internet thing or whatever. But I think they were trying to replace the videos like TikTok. You know what I mean? And it's like that's oh, a whole different experience which is free yeah and then by free. the way but also it's free and you also curate your experience these are things that are like 10 seconds long and then you're on to the next thing like it's very different what we're doing when we're waiting in line at Starbucks you know what i mean i'm not trying to watch five minutes of a chris hemsworth movie you know what i mean like i'm trying to like look on twitter and like also like you know i have short attention span and scroll a lot and stuff you know what i mean like that's not really what this uh, uh certain streaming service uh was meant to be so i think from the very beginning they were trying to pitch this as something that that young people wanted and that just wasn't the case like this has been this is a service you know designed for what would be best for people you know uh, uh sort of at the executive level uh entertainment although in the end and what is so fucking hilarious at the end here of the the tale of uh, a certain streaming service is that they end up with this 1.75 billion dollar investment the company doesn't own anything so they did all these deals when they when they uh, uh, did the you know contracts to get all these high profile stars to make their worst stuff with them. I mean, like, listen, like they're having to do these extremely favorable deals so that they can get Chrissy Teigen to do like a YouTube web series where she's like Judge Judy. Pretends to be a joke. It's judge. so stupid. You know? <laughs> 
but they had to do these like very favorable deals. They time out after seven years and then the rights go back to the creators. And so now that the, the, the company is going under, they're trying to sell all the assets of the company and they're going to NBC Universal and NBC Universal is like, wait, you don't own the shows? Like they don't <laughs> own the library. Even all the shitty st- shows they made, they don't even own those in perpetuity. Like they don't own the license to these shows. Like, and, and the other thing is, is that, you know, the, the turnstile technology, which was supposed to be like the big piece of unique tech. Um, it turns out that they're being sued by this Israeli company, Echo, who says that they pitched that technology to this streaming service, you know, years ago. And actually, now it turns out that Echo has like extremely deep pockets and like big financial backing. So oh. the like unique piece of like, you know, I of technology, even that there is nothing that is owned by this company at this point. They own the chairs and like the laptops they bought and <laughs> stuff like that. They don't own the content. They only hold a license for it for seven years and nobody wants it anyway. They own the name that I can't say. That's what yeah. they own. <laughs> that is what they own. It, at the it, end. it was so funny because they when they launched, they spent so much time trying to explain to people what quibi is and what it means instead of being like hey here's this cool tv show yeah go to quibi.com and what's so funny so that was their whole first round of advertising um was you know advertising only about the the name and getting people to try to start referring to a short period of time as a you know the name of the company (laughs) uh, or whatever um and you know there were studies done around then that people that saw that and they bought ads on the super bowl they bought like yes. big Super Bowl ads with these ads, and people thought it was a food delivery service because it's like this thing. It's an ad about like an app on your phone where things like are gonna get there. Like it'll be here in a you know quick bite. Uh, people thought it was a food. People thought it was a food delivery service. Uh, so you know that was their first big <laughs> ad buy. And you know when again I'm like, why don't you just put fucking Chris Hemsworth face on the screen and say like bot get this service to watch this show you know I what i mean was, <laughs> i thought i thought it was a different hensworth i don't think i they I, did they get chris i thought I think they chris got, didn't chris no liam was on most they got dangerous the lesser game? One. yeah they got oh, liam. Okay. i'm sorry it was liam who was on most dangerous <laughs> game or whatever like you know a lesser hensworth yeah we got a lesser hemsworth and here's another really wild thing i heard about this this was passed to me just like on dm by somebody by the way i people send me little tips about this company and i did get the heads up that they were fully going to be going out of business like you know people i got a dm like two days ago and they were like it's going to be today or tomorrow but like it's done at this point um and i got a couple of heads up a couple months ago uh that this was and, and this is like the death knell i guess for companies is that the big blue chip companies that this company had uh, gotten deals for for advertising were very upset because they had to keep making new seasonal ads for the platform. Um, and it was costing them more money to make these ads than they were like getting in plays and profit from the ads. <laughs> and that is actually like, you're done. You're like, so that's like, I, I was told this a couple months ago by someone who like works in advertising and they were like, there's no coming back. Like you, this is like when word gets out that it costs more money to like produce an ad on your platform than you can like potentially make from it. Like that's, you don't exist anymore. You know what I mean? Like in media. <laughs> um, uh, 
It's like, yeah, I'm like, you know, uh, uh, I think that they made some very big mistakes. And there were a lot of sort. And what's fun to watch about it is that, you know, first of all, Jeffrey Katzenberg sucks. Meg Whitman super fucking sucks, too. Um, and they were so fucking arrogant about it. They were so cocky and arrogant. And Katzenberg was so, like, dismissive and a, such a prick to anyone who was like, this might not be a good idea. So it is, like, pretty cool to watch. And, uh, and also, you know, we should mention as well that the companies, you know, basically the business model that they were founded on was made specifically to undercut entertainment unions. Yes. You know, these shows, which they are literally saying, you know, are as good as films and prestige TV shows are being shot at like less than adult swim rates because everything with the unions uh, is based on like the length of the program. And so like when you get down to a 10 minute program like these ones were or an eight or seven minute or something like that, Suddenly, you're like a uh, new media, extremely low budget, even if it is like a Liam Hemsworth starring or if Reese Witherspoon is getting six million dollars to be in a project. Everybody else is suddenly getting like crack dot com, you know, funnier die rates. Um, so we should say that, like celebrating the demise of this company, it's funny because Katzenberg sucks. It's funny because Meg Whitman sucks. It's funny because it was so obviously going to happen. But also it rocks. Because this was a fucked up company that was basically founded to undercut union minimums and pay people less. Yeah, like it was an awful project run poorly. Yeah. You, you got to laugh at it. Like it's like, uh, yeah, a lot of pe people have already been losing their jobs and they they're losing their job. Not because people are making fun of, of Quibi, but because Quibi was run incredibly poorly. The people I know who worked at the company or worked on shows for the company are also laughing and making fun of it. My wife worked on a show there, and it actually does piss me off that, like, in all these articles about, you know, there are so many great people that work here and we're going to help them transition to another gig. I'm like, well, Kate didn't get transitioned to another gig. You know what I mean? Like, when it's the creatives that are getting underpaid on their stuff, you know, they just, like, shoot them out the door after, five, after you know, two weeks or whatever, uh, uh, right at the start of the coronavirus. But... When it's all the executives who were getting hugely paid to make dog shit trash uh, and that obviously wasn't going to work to anyone who had a brain, then, of course, like we got to get them settled in new jobs at Paramount and they have to get, you know, uh, severance and all this shit, which whatever, that's fine. Yeah, but there has been a, a few postmortems. I think Katzenberg and Whitman commented on it themselves, and I found it very you know, because this this has been coming up for a while. There was articles, I think maybe they started a month ago about the impending kind of yeah. demise. There were these leaks coming out maybe two months ago. Um they, yeah. that this this was slowly, you know, kind of ramping up. And one of the things I found funny was that they knew they were in trouble. So what they did was nothing, more or less, to really change up how they present themselves or how they market themselves. They were like, Oh, we tried a bunch of different things. We tried a one week free trial. We tried a one month free trial. We tried. I know like, that's not that's what they say. By the way, what, what Meg Whitman said in one of the exit interviews, is they're like, we tried so many different things. We tried two week free trials. We tried a three month free trial. And then she's like, and we tried a completely different business model in Australia. So I looked it up and what their business model in Australia was that it was free forever. 
So I'm like, you just tried three different levels <laughs> of free and found out that no one wanted this shit even for free. You know what I mean? Like, nobody wants it for free. That's not like really trying different things. That's just finding out that no one wants what you made for any reason. And, and there was stuff that they could have sold. I think, I don't know. I don't know about the value of punk, but people like Sam Raimi, people don't know that Sam Raimi did like a horror series <laughs> on this thing, right? Like nobody knows. You could have definitely tricked that. some people uh, into subscribing. And the other thing here is that, you know, they ended up with 400,000 subscribers at the end. And so... You know, if you're actually looking at the math on this, and yeah, when we, we did our the numbers when we did our uh, um, our episode about this earlier this year. I think we talked about this, um, and then a big amount of that comes from uh, this deal that they did with T-Mobile. Um, which, by the way, this was like I think you know the only thing that saved them basically from having to go under pre-launch. Uh, is that they and they even fired their like head of marketing because he didn't land one of these mobile deals. So they end up getting a deal with T-Mobile where T-Mobile was like packaging this app, you know, to all of their uh, phones and like giving people like a free three month trial or something like that. That deal was supposed to get them to 2.5 million subscribers. And then basically they'd have to fill in the 5 million deficit to get to 7.5 million by the end of the year. 7.5 million subscribers is what they expected. That's what they expected. And so so where we actually got to was instead of 2.5 million from the T-Mobile deal, they're at 400,000. And of those 400,000, and this is just staggering... Uh, I guess about seventy thousand were paying subscribers. So I, I, it appears that this company only got to seventy thousand paying subscribers off of one point seven five billion dollars in investment. And now we should talk about that investment a little bit. All four hundred thousand of those subscribers that they claim stayed subbed. It would take about. 52 years of <laughs> all 400,000 of them staying subbed straight through for them to get to 1.75 billion. And how about Something this? Something like 52 how about this? years. If you, if you compare the 1.75 billion against the 70,000 paying customers, $25,000 per paying customer. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, they didn't spend all the money. They no, did not actually they didn't spend, spend all the money. And all actually, the money. Meg Whitman and Jeffrey Katzenberg have been making a big point uh, in all the interviews and in everything and in their goodbye letter and everything like that to say that a lot of the investors and especially the early investors are going to be recouping their investment. They're going to be selling everything that the company has so that the early investors can recoup their investment, which is like very strange to begin with. Uh, but then when you look at who the early investors are um it is meg whitman and jeffrey katzenberg jeffrey katzenberg <laughs> jeffrey katzenberg is one of the first investors from Wonderco, his company and he invested a hundred million dollars he and meg both invested like five million dollars personally so when they're saying like we're gonna return investor money and we think that's really important they're saying like we're getting paid back like, we're going to make Amazing. sure that, like, I get my money back out of this. The early investors, which, of course, are different companies. Oh, yeah, I run that company, by the way, of course. That's my company. But it is a separate company. Uh, and we just think it's only responsible to get those companies back their money, like my company especially. It, it, it's so, <laughs> so strange because they, 
just get 1.75 billion at the beginning. They were they did they a second get, round. They, yeah, they get you know uh, they got a billion hundred million here, this there, yeah. and then that like the fact that people were giving them money mm-hmm. made more people want to give them money. And my question is like, so these are different investors from all these different major corporations, companies, banks, what what have you, uh, you know, like what yeah. was what were and some of the sponsors like Alibaba, like, Alibaba, Alibaba, all the movie, all the like uh, studios, basically the studios. It was an interesting kind of investment because it was a little bit of like a hedge. They all invested like not at the Alibaba rates. I think they invested maybe like tens of millions of dollars. And it was just kind of like a hedge against like, well, yeah. if Jeffrey does something, we don't want to like just not in be in on it or whatever. Uh, but but they were able to like use that. And they were also able to use that to like sell other investors. And I guess the biggest investment group is Madrone Capital. Uh, who put up the money for uh, this this company? Uh, no, I I just want to highlight this. This is like we're talking about hundreds, thousands of people all making high six figures who in who gave one point seven five billion dollars to this company that produced nothing that did nothing that made no money uh, could have spent $25,000 per paying customer. Mm. And I just want somebody to look at this and again, hundreds, thousands of people in power and tell me like meritocracy exists or that capitalism or the market is in any way rational. Look, like, it's the fact is that like, you know, most of the people who have money in this country, um, like it came from like their families owned slaves in the 1800s yeah. or they got mega lucky in the late 90s, early 2000s lottery. You know what I mean? Even some of these guys like that are these tech guys or whatever. Like, look at fucking like Mark Cuban or whatever. Mark Cuban is a billionaire because he sold broadcast.com to Yahoo. Like right when Yahoo stock and they paid him like three billion dollars in Yahoo stock for broadcast.com. <laughs> I'm like, this man's not like a genius. He didn't like work up from his bootstraps. It was just a fucking insane time. And that like reflects the insanity of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guess he was smart to sell the Yahoo stock, but still. Yeah. Like Meg Whitman, like her claim to fame. Uh, She's going to go mean, on she... to work with Biden, by the way. Oh, I mean, that's the other that's the other big headline this week is that, you know, there's an article about the Republicans that uh, Biden is like vetting to work in his administration. And the first name in the article is Meg Whitman. Meg Whitman may very soon after running after like burning one point seven five billion dollars to make web series shows um, may soon be in charge of negotiating your covid relief package (laughs) with Mitch McConnell. What a wonderful <laughs> why, and why and why because she because Katzenberg the, donates a shit ton of money to to Democrat politics and so does Meg Whitman. She was the CEO of eBay. Got lucky. Is, got lucky. Another one of these things. She she fucked up at eBay too. Like I think she actually she did well with the with the PayPal partnership, but there was like some other big thing that she like did very badly. And I think HP she ran like shit. Yeah. Yeah, how Hewlett Packard, her run she was. She ran like shit. Then she ran for, for governor here, and that was pathetic, and she lost. <laughs> and spent a lot of her own money then as well. She like was a big fundraiser for Mitt Romney, you know, uh uh in California here during that race. Like it's like Meg Whitman sucks so major in so many ways, and she is going to fail up straight from this company to the Biden administration. That's my that's what I think. That's what I think is going to happen here. 
wonderful, just a <laughs> wonderful <laughs> we, yeah. world we live in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I don't want to miss. Uh, we talked about the investment going back. Oh, uh, we to need them. to talk about the song. Uh, so uh, I didn't see the article. Oh my god! Yeah, this is from the uh, the Wall Street Journal article. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this is in. Uh, they basically re- re- released a letter um, yesterday saying that the service is not going to continue. Um, and by the way, they they have now updated today. They're saying the service is going to end on December 1st, and they're not sure if you'll be able to watch the videos anywhere after that day. <laughs> I'm like, you guys at this point can't get like a YouTube channel or something like that. Like, it's like free. Like archival <laughs> video, something. Yeah, Jeez. like Vimeo is like 50 bucks a year if you can't afford to like, get the pro Vimeo. Like, oh, my God. At this point, I'll invest the 50 bucks if I, you know, at this point, um, uh, it's sad that uh, just to get Fierce Queens up there, just to have they Fierce should Queens. sell off the shows on eBay. Yeah, like, I would buy is the I would buy Fierce Queens. I would jump in the bidding to, uh, to buy the rights for Fierce Queens, which is, of course, the Yas Queen feminism show uh, voiced over by Reese Witherspoon about the animal kingdom. So it's like. B-roll footage of female animals like hyenas and stuff with Reese Witherspoon doing voiceover like about how it's like female empowerment that they like like there's a bunch of them about how the women like trick their mates into mating with them. And it's like you go. This is how these girls like like, um, you know, keep control of their society. Like you, <laughs> you go, girls like this capuchin trick tricks all the males into to mating with her. Like that's what female power looks like. And shit. <laughs> I would buy fierce queens if I if I uh, if it went all went on eBay. But this is from the uh, Wall Street Journal. Uh, during a video call with employees Wednesday, an emotional Mr. Mr. Katzenberg suggested a certain streaming service staffers listen to the song Get Back Up Again, sung by actress Anna Kendrick in the animated film Trolls to buoy their spirits, according to people familiar with the call. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this man is still living like in the 90s when he was trying to get them to take part of your world out of fucking Little Mermaid. You know what I mean? Like. Can you imagine while you're getting laid off, your boss is like, you know what? Everybody go listen to Trolls. I think it'll make you feel better. She, he didn't even play it. Oh, that's all. He just no. told them to listen to a Anna Kendrick song. <laughs> Who would tell? Like, it's the dignity of getting fired and Man. then being told to have to listen to Anna Kendrick try to sing. Brutal. Is- awful it's awful it's a really bad song too giving people like a kid song it really is for little kids you should listen to it as jeffrey katzenberg says it will buoy your spirits to to listen to the song that jeffrey (laughs) katzenberg suggested that uh his laid off employees listen to 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 get over it amazing amazing just (sighs) what more can you say what more can you say except like fuck this company it's good that it failed um, you know, I see people out there being annoying about this and being like, uh, they were actually like making projects and like anywhere that's like paying people is like good. And I'm like, they were underpaying people. Uh, that was the whole model. And the people whose projects they were making were like the F tier material from like Chrissy Teigen. You know what I mean? It's not like they weren't like making like 
independent people's shit. You know what I mean? They were making like the dog shit refuse from like the biggest celebrities in the world and paying them like quite a bit of money for it. You know, if you want to know where the money went to. Yeah. Buying like, goodwill, buying goodwill with <laughs> uh, uh, future people to work with. I mean, they were. Uh, so I do wonder, like they had some big stuff announced. There was supposed to be a Spielberg series coming. I mean, there was going to be a Spielberg series, and it is clear from a couple months ago that that was never being worked on. They kept announcing uh. the Spielberg series, but in an interview a couple months ago, I can't remember exactly the one, they asked Katzenberg about where it is, and he's basically like, Spielberg's got a lot of projects, but whenever he wants to come to it, we're like ready to do it. And I was oh. like, I'm like, man, he never did it. That's, they announced that's, this project. Isn't that like fraud? Isn't that like fraud? But that's Hollywood <laughs> fraud, though, because it's like, uh, oh, Steven Spielberg is attached. You know what I mean? And like... It is the deal's done, you know. They signed the papers or whatever, but it was just never going to happen. He was supposed to be writing it himself. It wasn't even supposed to be like, and a, I'm was, putting my name on. It's like, no, I'm going to write the episodes myself. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That. I mean, yeah. I, I just. It would, be, it would have been the first time that he had written something in 19 years. <laughs> And it was only they play thought they night. were going to get Steven Spielberg to write something. For the first time the in 19 years. For and what gives Quibi. me pleasure about it is that I know everybody. I kept hearing from people that knew people that worked at the company that were like, oh, everyone's so excited. Like Steven Spielberg's coming in. Like people are like posting Instagrams with Steven Spielberg all scarfed up and shit. And I'm like, you all just fucking wait. It doesn't count. It's not real. That's not even really Steven Spielberg, even though it is. It's not real. It doesn't count. You no. know what I mean? It doesn't count. Like I know that he came in to there, but it's not real. He was talking about something fake, and you were <laughs> you were actually never were. I know you were working with Steven Spielberg, but to be honest with you, you were never working with Steven Spielberg. Was that the pitch to Steven Spielberg? It's like, I want you to pretend that you're doing a show for also Katzenberg, you don't have spielberg to do the show has just like a history like katzenberg probably just like started running his mouth after like spielberg was like we could do something like this and then like spielberg is maybe just too nice to like be like katzenberg's a fucking lunatic <laughs> i didn't say that <laughs> i mean the only the thing i like best about the trolls quote is that i hope it's honest and that Jeffrey Katzenberg himself is actually listening to that song to cheer up. <laughs> I hope it comes from a place where he's like, I have been listening to this song quite a bit in the recent days to cheer myself up. Oh, that, well, you know, I'm sure he was very emotional about his incredibly stupid idea that everybody told him was going to fail. Yeah. Fail. He literally went in the run up. He would talk about how everyone told him how stupid <laughs> this was. And he's like, but that's, you know, if, yeah, but that's what they say, you know, right before you're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was one of those things where he's like, but that's what they say right before you succeed. Okay. Yeah. This is great. From the end of the deadline article, first of all, they're like, what are you going to do next? And Katzenberg's like, I'm going to Disneyland, which by the way, Disneyland's closed because of COVID, just so you yeah. know. Um, just so you know, it's closed because of COVID, but he closes out like this. And I'm like, wow, what a fun time for Jeffrey Katzenberg to get to, um, to, to spend 1.75 billion for this. Check this out. But also on the other side of it, Dominic, how often do you get to dream as big a dream, as big an idea as Meg and I did, and honestly get the opportunity to actually go out and do it? 
I think that's the thing. We are so grateful to our employees and our investors and all the partners that allowed a certain streaming service to be and for us to have this amazing two-year journey building this thing we're so proud of. You spent $1.75 billion, bro. To make Chrissy's Court. To make like Yahoo 2009 content. To make like Yahoo Screen content. They could have cloned Orson Welles. <laughs> created a facility to simulate his upbringing. Yeah. To produce the same Orson Welles that could we have created had. the new Kubrick. Could have created a new yeah. Kubrick like Apocalypse. Yes. I, I, they, they could have done anything with this money. They could have done really great things with this Truly, money. Truly, I mean, yeah, we have speaking. been talking about the silly shit even too, but they could also, you know, fed quite a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's that to be considered too, but they could have actually done, you know, we could have already had the Tom Cruise in space movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we could have, you know, whatever. What could have been done and what it actually was is is absolutely one of the funniest things that's ever happened. And it's so funny that this failed and that both the principals, Meg Whitman, Meg Whitman and Jeffrey Katzenberg, had to actually sell their houses because of it. Both of them had to sell, <laughs> sell their L.A. homes. Awesome. When, when you're like that was one of the signs toward the end. I saw two listings that they both sold their homes. I was like, Doesn't sound like it's going very good. <laughs> When you have to sell your house because you started a bad company. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, that was Struggle Session. Have a good one. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.